It's Thursday. It is Thursday night, and you're here, which means you've walked right on into the Ozone with Ronnie Owen, Coach Joe. Here in the Ozone, Coach Joe and Ronnie O. And we've got a caller already. The number is 682-1430 if you want to join in. Don, how are you tonight? Fantastic. How are you doing this beautiful Thursday night? Man, I'm just tearing them up, brother. I heard you had some I'm dad jokes you. for us. <laughs> I just had I just had the one before I get into what I want to talk about. But uh, I was talking to Neil Duncan one day, and he's sports. And I asked him, I said, have you ever heard of the bowler who bowled without a handicap? He bowled 301. 300, 301, Don? I don't know. He How is that possible? <laughs> well, have you ever heard of him bowl 300 and lose? Ha! <laughs> 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 I, just, I just had to say. You know, today is, is, is a French fry day. You get a free French fry at McDonald's. Oh, really? A free French yeah. fry? Are you going to yeah. bring yeah. us some? Do you know where the first French, where the, where the first French fries are made? I don't. You would think France, right? That's my guess. Yeah. French, but 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 no, the first French fries were made in, believe it or not, Greece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, it's funny how you guys how you guys you, stay you know, with us, ago. audience. We're going. Hey, hey, <laughs> we've got Don here to talk ago, sports with us. Hey, okay, I'm going to talk, talk sports. <laughs> but years ago, when you guys gave the the thirty dollar thing for Miller's away, it was you can buy a meal for thirty dollars. Now you put the thirty dollars towards the meal. Talk about inflation, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, you know, want... yeah. The the ale house, though, uh, I still eat pretty well, um, and uh, I have to work hard to to spend all thirty of those dollars when I go. I know, I know how you just said that. I when you bring a date, <laughs> <laughs> unless you if you take Eric Clark with you. Thirty dollars, you won't get anything to eat. Well, if you have some ideas, you, you can you can email us at ozone at hallradio.net if you have any, anybody interested in joining me for a meal at Ale House. Oh, I would I would love to one day. I'm going to retire in yeah, October. You're not my type though, day. Don. So yeah. Uh, oh no, well, I, if I'm buying, I'm, I'm your type, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll add that thirty dollars to it. But anyway, what I want to talk sports about is. I want to reminisce. Since you guys have no, no, no oh, we do that like all that. the I like time. To re- I like to reminisce on Wild World of Sports with Jim McKay and and Kurt Schenkel. And what, what was your what Chris was your Schenkel. favorite? Chris Schenkel. Who, yeah. who, was the, who was the one who did, that did bowling? Chris Schenkel. Did yeah, Chris Schenkel did that. I think. Okay. Yeah, okay. with okay. Nelson Burton Jr. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep, he did that also. And the, the, remember the skier falling off the side of the, the ski jump. But what was your favorite moment of World Wild of Sports? Mine. Might have been there was a a fairly obscure boxing match, but it was one of the most one of the most interesting wild boxing matches. I think it was Ron Lyle and George Foreman, and <clears throat> within seconds, Lyle had George Foreman almost out on his feet, and then wow. within another few seconds, the tables turned, and it was Lyle who was in trouble. And it just went back and forth and back and forth, and I don't. I think Foreman eventually won, but it was just one of the most exciting boxing matches I've ever seen. This is back in the day when you used to get a boxing match of that magnitude on free TV. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I used to like the um, arm wrestling from Petaluma, California. Mm-hmm. I used to like that, and then um, the demolition derby from Islip, West Islip, New York. 
You, you know, back then, if uh, that was usually once a year at least, they would show the Globetrotters on Wild World of Sports. Yeah. That was the one chance yeah. you could get to see them, and this was the ones with Meadowlark Lemon and Curly O'Neill. And, uh, the, the Washington Senators. He, he, yeah, the Washington Generals. Generals yeah. Yeah. Oh, Generals. <laughs> yeah, okay. and, and they, that was the best way to see them would be on Wide World of Sports. You know what I also liked? And this is still uh, exists, but in a much uh, different context, the Acapulco Cliff Diving Championships. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there. I remember that. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think Red— yeah, what, do you guys, what, do you guys think, what do you guys think of the smacking tournament? So what do you think of that? Uh, I think that's trash sport to me. <laughs> me too. Me, I, I, somebody's going to get really hurt. I, you think boxing is bad? I mean, I've seen people get hurt really bad doing that. Anyway, yeah, it's it's good I, for glad, it's good for a night at the bar, maybe. But I don't, yeah. I don't know about watching but, that on television. The, before before I go, I, I know you said that, but back in the day up north, we only had I don't know how many channels you had, but on the VHS we had four channels, and on UHS we had three channels. Back 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 before even cable was around, you had more we, than we did. Yeah, we we had we had fun, didn't we? I mean, oh yeah, they, you know yeah. before they, they they said money was the root of all evil. Them cell phones are the root of all evil today. Don, do you remember? Did did you ever used to have somebody outside turning the antenna? They're out there oh, turning. Yes. No, wait, you went too far. Turn it back. <laughs> well, well, I'll I'll better you that. Every Saturday we go to catechism, and my dad would come home, and the TV would be in a different spot every time because we had to. We called it the Swiss cheese house because the floor had so many holes in it from bringing the, the cable antenna up to the floor. <laughs> had no holes in it, and we had we, we were small. Had to go into the house and, and do it for him because he was so big. Spider webs and everything under there. Then he had then he had to put the tin foil on the antenna, the rabbit ears, in order <laughs> just to get get the, the the squiggly lines out of the, <laughs> the, the and we had a TV pattern. Remember at the end of the night the TV yes, uh, the pattern. test pattern. <laughs> and then they did the. Why don't they do that anymore? Play the the, the Star Spangled Banner at the end of the night. Because there is no <laughs> end of the night anymore. <laughs> yeah, channels just don't go off the air anymore. <laughs> oh, and there's something. Well, on our on our day, we we remember. The kids wouldn't even know. I mean, I still got rotary phones in my house and the kids don't even know what they are oh yeah <laughs> those still work yeah. oh yeah i had them all hooked up at one time yeah now that now they're not because i i just have a cell phone now but uh right the, the price of everything is just going skyrocketing man you can't, you can't you can't afford things these days like that well you know they say there's only three things in the world for sure death taxes and iphone 15 oh my god <laughs> And then 16 and 17 and 18 oh, yeah. and 19. <laughs> anyway, you guys have a great night. Thanks for reminiscing with me. I had a great, great time talking to you guys. Thanks for calling, Don. Call back. We, yeah, yeah. we loved it. Awesome, Don. Thanks, oh, I'm buddy. Gonna try, I'm going to try and win the $30 to prove to you that I will, you know, take you out. So don't worry. Oh, all right. <laughs> there you go. All right. Heck of a and, deal. And since, and since there's no guest, you want to give us a hint of what the question is going to be? Soon as we th- as soon as we come up with it, we'll put yeah. it on the air. <laughs> It'll be easy. In, in our you know in our usual one minute pre production meeting, we didn't come up with one this week yet. If you see a guy, if you see a guy or a girl with a Tampa Bay hat on, the Buccaneers, you go up to him and say, "Hey, if you ever go by a a, a produce stand and you come across an ear of corn, how much is an ear of corn?" And they're thinking and they're thinking and they're thinking. I walk away. I said, "Well, the answer's on your hat." Yeah, it's a buccaneer. Exactly. <laughs> take care, guys. Have a great All right. Night. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Oh, Thanks, that was Don. a great call. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. 
Hi, this is Ken Anderson, Super Bowl quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, and you're listening to The Ozone with Ronnie Ocean and Coach Joe. And we are back once again. Actually, we're back the first time. It's The Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. Everybody's here. Take it away, guys. All right. Thank you, Tim. Eric Clark, I think, is off on one of his yachts, (laughs) you know, sailing the Caribbean. Who knows where he is? Yeah, he's off in the South Seas somewhere, I think. (laughs) Is he? Bora Bora. Bora Bora, Tahiti, that that part of the world. Yeah. He's he's got a drink in his hand with a little umbrella. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I guess my invitation got lost in the mail. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's I'm sure he's thinking of us though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might be fake news, coach Joe. <laughs> oh man. I tell you it was good Don. That was good. We need to get him to call in more often. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, I, I, he I guess you can only dial so fast on that rotary phone. <laughs> yes, yeah. But <laughs> well, you know, speaking of we just had Ken Anderson that we had him do a, a promo for the show, and uh, boy, he was a great guest, wasn't he? He sure is. You know, you can tell when you listen to that liner. It's a quarterback there. He nailed it. You know? Oh, he, <laughs> he got did. The information he did. Right out. He, he it, really did. What a what a really good guy, Kenny Anderson. Yeah. was. and we know um, that uh, he he was the quarterback for the Bengals during the '70s when they were very good, and into the early '80s when they made their first Super Bowl. And uh, you know, of course, he was a teammate of the great late late great Ken Riley who uh, we appreciate so much around here. And now we're in the countdown mode to his Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, you and I were just talking about that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of odd. I guess there's other people being inducted, but with Ken being inducted finally, um, the Browns and the Jets are playing, which was the matchup in the very first Monday night game. Yeah. Namath was still playing back then. He was. He he played in that game. Actually, Cleveland won the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, it was in Cleveland, and uh, Keith Jackson was play by play that first year of Monday Night Football. And Frank Gifford uh, was either yeah they had they didn't have Don Meredith that first year, did they? I don't remember. Or did no Gifford replace Jackson? I think so. That maybe they did have Meredith right from the get go because Meredith retired. Right around 1969, I think, 1969. Yeah, late 60s. You know, he retired yeah. prematurely. Yeah, uh, he sort of did. I think that um, – I think he was hoping maybe that Tom Landry would talk him out of it, and Landry didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I guess Landry knew what he had in that young guy named Roger Staubach, who, uh, <laughs> who was interesting because he was alternating with Craig Morton all the way through into the 1972 season before uh, – you know, actually, he kind of took over in late 71, and they took him to the Super Bowl. But even in 72, Morton was still getting some playing time, but they finally stuck with Staubach for good. But there was one game early in 1970 or 71 when uh, Tom Landry alternated the two I, quarterbacks. I think that was 72. On each because play. Because sitting yeah. in the, the Super Bowl previously, in Super Bowl five, Morton was the quarterback. Yeah. Because he threw that interception. I was a Colts fan, and, uh, yeah. and Mike yeah. Curtis picked it off and then – uh, Jimmy O'Brien kicked the field goal. Yeah, 1970 season, Morton was the quarterback. He threw that ill-fated pass. Now, I know in 71, by the time they got to the playoffs, Staubach had taken over as the starting quarterback and went on to beat the Dolphins in that Super Bowl. He yeah. was the MVP. But uh, earlier in this, that season, that 71 season, is when uh, in one game that uh, Landry alternated Staubach and You're Morton right. on, on each play, which was considered – 
unprecedented at the time. And I have never heard of it being done again until 1997 when Spurrier did it with Doug Johnson and Noah Brandeis against FSU. You know, it's so funny. I had one of the uh, kids on that team when Spurrier alternated the quarterbacks. His dad had played at Florida, Chris McCown, and his son Matt McCown was a defensive back on, on that team. And Chris McCown told me, he said, his dad, his son called him on Monday. He said, Dad, he said, Coach Spurrier's lost his mind. He said he's alternating quarterbacks on every play. Yeah. He said he called him back Wednesday and said, Dad, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was at that game. One of the best games I've ever seen. And he really did. Guys, when I'm saying he alternated every play, every play, they went, they, they went in and out. And they changed. I think, I think at the very end, um, I want to say that last drive, it only took – Four plays or three plays. Yeah. I think Doug Johnson stayed yes, in for all did. three plays because they were running kind of a hurry up to try yeah. to get FSU And off he balance. had the better arm. Well, yeah. Noah Brindice didn't have much of an arm, but, but he was kind of a crafty veteran kind of guy. Oh, Noah Brindice was amazingly effective. Remember, Doug Johnson had gotten into some trouble earlier in the yeah. 1997 season, ended up getting suspended after the LSU game, and Brindice had to play – extensively against Auburn. They also had Jesse Palmer that started that game. Yeah, I was at that game too. Jesse Palmer started that game, but Brindice got some considerable time and he became and he turned out to be really good. Of course that was the Jacquez Green game. Uh, yes. the Auburn game. Yeah. You know, I'll <laughs> never forget that. That was vintage Spurrier. They had seen that jet sweep so many times. And Spurrier was so great at running plays that looked like something else. And you could just see the Auburn safety. They run that jet sweep with Quez Green, and he says, I've seen this on film, and he comes <laughs> racing up, and Quez Green stops and throws the ball over his head for a touchdown. He'd been a high school quarterback. Yeah, he rarely threw the ball, so that was yeah. that was that really did catch him by surprise. And he went on to also catch a touchdown pass and run for a touchdown. So he, he had uh, – I, I don't know that that's been done that often – yeah, because even Tebow didn't do it because he, yeah. he didn't go out and catch the passes. But but to catch one, throw one, and run for one in the same game, that's unbelievable. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah I think Brindice took him on like a, it was a 97-yard drive, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, that game was on not that long ago. Uh, it was replayed. and it, It's still an amazing game to watch. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> and you, know, but you know what else Quez Green did in that game? I think it was Jesse Palmer threw an interception. The guy was going to take it all the distance, all the way back. Quez ran him down and caught him around midfield. Oh, he so was he, so fast. He, he saved. He, he was scoring touchdowns and saving them at the same time. Oh, man. He was so fast. Well, you know, I was looking at the baseball standings, and the Rays have um, they've been 3-7 and seven in their last 10, and, uh, you know, they've not done as well. we got a caller on the line. So let's see who we got on the line. Who's yeah, this? I'm Gordon. I'm hey. Gordon, formerly from Lakeland, but I'm now in Plant City. But hey, I can Gordon. hear you all over here. It's been so long since I called. I want something, and I don't call often. I probably won't call again for another 20 years. But I used to be <laughs> powerlifting and weightlifting a little bit. I wasn't real good, but I could yoke lift off the ground 710 pounds, and I could rack lift maybe an inch 635 pounds. My deadlift is only that's, like 300 pounds. But that sounds like Ronnie's warm-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I, can, yeah, I can only deadlift off the ground 300, 295, and that's back when I did it. Nowadays, I'm, I'm weaker. But, but powerlifting uh, are, are, are valid sports, and, and I don't hear you all talking about it. And I was just wondering, 
there's a lot of fans out here, even armchair quarterbacks, uh, let's in our own mind that used to be kind of good and now we're not good at all, but you know, we want to try and hang in there and have some fun. Well, yeah. You know, there, there's, um, I saw recently a guy doing a, a squat online. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It was a prospective uh, college football player. And mm-hmm. the uh, it was an incredible amount of weight. The bar was bending, and they, had, they needed to have, like, spotters on each side to make sure the bar didn't collapse. It was that heavy a weight. I wish I could remember, Gordon, who it was. I don't know if you mm-hmm. – yeah. Uh, it, uh, the, the record for the squat for the men is a little bit over 1,000 pounds. Now, I don't know if you guys remember April Mathis. She was ranked the world's strongest woman, and she actually lifted out of Lakeland, Florida, and I became friends with her. One day, April Mathis and I, you can you can go up and Google it, with the best two out of three arm wrestling contest, and she's got real short arms. But for the first two matches, she it, it, she couldn't pin me. It went into a draw. The third the third time, we got it on the second and third one, we got on um, a tape, and the referee talked to me about locking my wrist. And I'm not saying I could have beat her the third time, but I, I uh, if you go to Google. I'm sorry, if you go to YouTube, the YouTube channel, Gordon Wayne Watts, it's, it's a, one of the third most popular video on the channel. And let me tell you, people think that it was staged, and she, she does look a little bit masculine, but she, uh, people make fun of her. She's a real sweet girl. But let me, I know, I know April, and it was not staged. She actually tried to win the first and second time, and she's super heavyweight champion in powerlifting. Bench presses around four or 500 pounds. I'm like 125 pounds soaking wet. But um, I locked my wrist. And she couldn't beat me the first and second time, and I think I could have got her the third time. But I'm I'm going to claim referee interference. But she's a very talented athlete. And <laughs> hey, Gordon, you're, you're, actually, yeah. actually, we did cover way back. I remember. I, I had yeah. a young man. Were you here then? I remember His name hearing, was Jacob Sunday. I wasn't here when you interviewed him, but I remember the show. And uh, he yeah. and his dad were. Really serious lifters over here in Lakeland. I don't remember his dad's name. You, you, you mean Noah and Bud Jeffries, the strong men? Mm, no, I don't. You had the state champion or something on, didn't you? Yeah, I think Jacob, Sun- Jacob Sunday was his name. But I- oh, wait, wait, I know. Wait a second. Um, there was a Keith Sunday that used to lift with me over there at the Plant City gym there for a while, and I think he moved to Lakeland. That may have been and the so dad. I think Jacob was a son, I, or yeah, I think it was a son or something. And I, I remember something about that. If you guys, uh, if you want to see me lift 710 pounds like a quarter of an inch, or see me push April Mathis, April Mathis now is is indeed was indeed well in the Southern Powerlifting Federation was the world's strongest woman. Both of those videos are um, some of the more popular videos on my YouTube, and you can put in Gordon Wayne Watts. And I'll call back in 20 more years because I don't call in much here. <laughs> so I respect that. But every 20 years or so, I'll call into your show and we'll touch base. And thanks for the uh, letting me win that contest about 20 years ago. When right, we've got it down. In 2043, <laughs> you're going to call yeah. back. All right, it's on the calendar. Sure enough, man. Gordon, hey, thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Sure. Thanks, Gordon. Hey, you know, Ronnie, uh, there was a time I could I could deadlift over 300 pounds. I'm not. I'm not actually making that up. The, Deadlift a for me would be what would happen after I tried to lift that much <laughs> yeah. weight. And now this was when I was younger. You know, uh, especially at University of Florida, I had really good weightlifting facilities. And uh, yeah, me and my pals, my you know, we we go and we hit that gym and we'd hit it pretty hard. Um, 
But that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> Nowadays, you, you and I work out together sometimes, and you know we're, we're into just basically uh, strengthening the areas of our bodies that we're just trying to so we can stay on our feet. You know, <laughs> these days. So I, I can't. Uh, not not a lot of heavy weightlifting, but uh, but hey, support your local gym. So, there you uh, go. Um, the most weight I lift now is when I get out of bed, which is yeah. quite a lot. Nah. So, nah. All right. You look good, Ronnie. What are you talking about? Uh, you, you may need to go to the eye doctor. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to send you the eye doctor. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. We're back on Thursday night, and that means you are back in the Ozone. Brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. We got Ronnie O, we got Coach Joe, we got you. Everyone's here. Guys. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. And since we're doing reminiscing and host in uh, old days, 1962 on this date, the King, Arnold Palmer, won his second U.S. Open, or British Open, I guess. British Open. Yeah, British Open. And uh, in this date in 1934, Babe Ruth hit his 700th career home run. That was his next to last year. He still hit 22 home runs and had a 288 average. Now, you know, I'm getting tired of these people saying, oh, Tawny, he's the greatest two-way player of all time. Well, no. Well, I don't know about greatest, but, I mean, he's the best since Ruth probably. (laughs) since Ruth, that's (laughs) right. In 1916, Babe Ruth is a left-handed pitcher. Was 23 and 12, led the league with a 1.75 ERA. In 1917, he was 24 and 13 with a 2.01 ERA. So, Otani's got a little ways to go before he gets to that. And on this date in 1950, doctors removed seven bone fragments from Ted Williams' elbow. He had crashed into the wall catching a drive by Ralph Kiner of the National League and fractured his elbow. That 1950 game was the very first one ever broadcast on television. Now, here's the difference in Ted Williams and the guys today. He fractured his elbow, stayed in the game, got an RBI single to put the American League ahead, and then the American League lost in extra innings. It was also the first extra inning All-Star game, and the National League won it on Red Shandy's home run in the 14th. I got a chance to meet Red Shandy's. What a great guy he was. Coach Joe. Well, he mentioned uh, Arnold Palmer winning the British Open. That, that's next week, by the way, this year's yeah. version of the British Open. They're going to be playing in Liverpool, Royal Liverpool. Uh, Tiger Woods had won there in 06, so that's actually going to be a pretty interesting tournament. Uh, I'm going to be watching to see how Rory McIlroy does. They're playing in Scotland this week. Scottish Open to prepare for that. He's in third right now, so we'll keep an keep an eye on that. Although I won't be watching much golf this weekend, but I will next week when the British Open is on. You know what I like about the British Open is, <laughs> you know, you wake up, it's already started. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the first tee times are around uh, one one or two a.m. our time. You know, the first thing in the morning on Thursday and Friday, and it goes, you know, it stays like till ten o'clock out there. So that. All day long, and they all go off the first tee one after the other, and uh, it's 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 a lot of fun to watch that. Plus, you know, it gives you something to, on the weekend to wake up and see in the morning. <laughs> I always always like when stuff's over there, much better than staying up late. I like getting up early to watch watch stuff uh, that's on, but that'll be a lot of fun. You know, on this date in 1972, the infamous Robert Irsay had bought the Los Angeles Rams. 
he traded them for the Baltimore Colts. And Carol Rosenblum was the owner of the Colts, a beloved guy in Baltimore, and he swapped it for the Rams, which was really a good trade. It was smart on Rosenblum's part because of the audiences that you had there. But Robert Irsay ended up moving the Colts in 84. After Rosenblum died, uh, his wife took over. Right. And then they eventually went to St. Louis before they won the Super Bowl. That's with St. Louis, right? Yes. Okay. So. Yeah, she had been, he had met her, I think, in Las Vegas. Yeah, she that's what it was. was a chorus line yeah. dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she she ended up buying the team and then. Uh, well, she inherited the inherited team. Inherited the team, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he bought the team, and, but she inherited it and then kept the team. Georgia Frontier. That that's her name. That's yeah. right. That's her <laughs> name. Yeah, I was filling until I could think of her name. Uh, and then. She hired Dick Vermeil, and everybody thought that was kind of a joke because he'd been out of coaching for a while. He was one of the original burnout situations after he coached at UCLA and then the Eagles in the late 70s and early 80s because he was such an intense guy. You yeah. know? And, uh, but wouldn't you know it? He took him all the way to the Super Bowl. He had been on ABC doing college football for years as, as their number one or number two uh, analyst. And, and he, I, I remember him going back to uh, coaching, I think, Really? You know, because a lot of guys had oh, tried yeah. that. Bud yeah. Wilkinson tried that when he went back to the Cardinals in the late awful. 70s. Yeah, that didn't work out so good. And, and there have been other situations like that. But wouldn't you know it, they, they did great. And we've talked in the past about how Trent Green was the starting quarterback and got injured yeah. in the preseason, out for the year, and he put in some unknown guy named Kurt Warner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I know they made a movie about it, but if they had made the movie about it before it happened, nobody believed that anything like that could no, happen. No, but it you, really you did. wouldn't have believed it. And that's my grandson. That that's that's probably my favorite sports movie. It's one of them. That mm-hmm. and Cinderella Man. Mine are different than anybody else's. Everybody always has different ones than those. But you know, that's just Kurt Warner. Just that that was a, such an amazing story. And Vermeil is. I think there's four coaches that have won a national championship and the Super Bowl. Now, wait a minute. He didn't win a national championship. He won the Super. He won the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And the Super Bowl. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The national championship and a Super Bowl. I know Pete Carroll did it. Jimmy and Johnson. Jimmy Johnson did it. And uh, Barry Switzer. Yeah. Barry Switzer. Very good. Yeah. That's right. Switzer did win a Super Bowl. You know, we yeah. need to try to get him on. I'm going to try that. I'm going to see if we can get him. I bet he would. He's a very he's a oh, very he's outgoing a great guy. storyteller too. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, would be man. fun to have on. I, tell you, I don't know if the guy's still alive. But he was on Switzer's coaching staff. Have you ever heard Larry Lacewell? He was a, an assistant coach, and he's one of the great all-time storytellers. I mean, he, he's Irk Russell-esque, <laughs> if possible. You've heard Irk Russell tell yeah. stories. And, oh, man, this, this guy was awesome. How about this? You'll remember this. In 1994 on this date, O.J. Simpson is charged with murder. I guess officially charged, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a Bronco chase was on uh, in a, on a day in June in 1994. So so I guess they arrested him and then f- formally charged him. Yeah, that's met works about right because in California they would have needed to do a preliminary hearing and all that. So that would have taken a few weeks. Wow. And uh, that if if you weren't around for that, guys, <laughs> we, <laughs> I can honestly say we've never seen anything. You know, too bad we, uh, we weren't broadcasting back then. Because that, you know, combination of sports and all that was going on. And, and you know, sometimes uh, we forget with O.J. what a great player he was. And 
he was successful broadcaster too. He was uh, later a Monday night broadcaster, yeah. and he was on NBC for years. He was an actor, and, he was... he's, and he's a good actor, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have had a very successful career uh, going forward had he not uh, gone in a different direction. <laughs> you know, that that's a hard thing to imagine. You've got the world by the tail. I mean, everybody loved him, and nobody knew that side of him. I guess. People had known him for a long time. I think he was a gang member in um, San Francisco or Los Angeles before because he went to junior college. He didn't go to Southern Cal right away, and but he cleaned up his act, and I think he saw what he could do, and I, I, I don't know what his involvement was, but at any rate, you, you hate to see that. It just— such a waste of his life. Yeah, it's it's tricky. Um, you, you know the the you had the domestic violence angle, but then after that, you know, after all that, and he didn't go to prison, and he got into additional trouble. And the question will be asked. Um, we don't really, we'll never really know the answer uh, in, until after he passes, and that's only if they examine it. Is whether he w- uh, was one of those CTE situations where you had players who had played the game later in life having a radical personality change that's later associated with CTE. I'm thinking immediately of Junior Seau, for example, yeah. you know, who ended up committing suicide. Uh, and, you know, if that's the answer, fine. But it really, like you said, it really uh, just a sad turn of events. For, it for really was. On this date in 1993, 92 Daytona 500 winner Davey Allison was killed in a helicopter crash, a helicopter he was piloting, he had won 87 Talladega. He had 19 wins in his career. Of course, he was the son of Bobby Allison that we had on the show at one time. And um, Donnie Allison, of course, was his uncle. And Red Farmer, Neil Bonnet, they were the Alabama gang from Hueytown, Alabama. And uh, it was just a sad thing. Also on this date, passed away, George Steinbrenner. You know What? An amazing guy he was. I got to hear him speak in Bartow. Tom McEwen somehow got him to speak for the opening of the United Way. I've never heard an extemporaneous speaker as good as George Steinbrenner since. He could take you from laughter to tears and back to laughter, and he didn't have one single note. The guy was an amazing speaker. It's unbelievable. You know, he was an assistant football coach in at Ohio State, Northwestern, and Purdue, he was an assistant football coach under Woody Hayes. And um, he almost went that way, but he decided not to. He bought the Yankees from CBS in 1973. He owned them till 2010. They won seven World Series with him. And the guy, you know, he was the CEO of American Shipbuilding. He was fabulously wealthy, but... He was also a U.S. Air Force veteran. I didn't know that. But he was very generous with his money. And um, I know he bought the lights for um, the Florida Gators baseball stadium. He, You know, there's some amazing people uh, that we've seen in sports and in other facets of life. Uh, Steinbrenner especially. Uh, what a what a character for all those all those decades all those years. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was born on the Fourth of July too, wasn't he? I think you're right. I think he was. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I tell you what, we're in just a minute. We're going to come back after this break, and we're going to give away thirty dollars. You go out to Miller's Lake Lanale House, you eat and drink what you want. Take. 
$30 off the tab. How about that? So let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, you're going to want to listen because we'll have that sports quiz. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7. This is Leon Searcy Jr., former Miami Hurricane, Pittsburgh Steeler, and Jacksonville Jaguar. You are listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. It's the Knights on Broadway. It's the Knights in Lakeland. And hey, it's the Ozone. With Ronnie O and Coach Joe, brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe, I know. I hear those stomachs growling out there. All right, if you're waiting on a sports quiz, you want to go out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House and take $30 off your tab on us, now's the time. All right, here you go. If you know the answer and you haven't won in the last six months, what we want to know is Ken Riley, our good friend, the late, great Ken Riley, Played for one team in the NFL. If you can tell us that team, he played for one team in college. If you can tell us either one of those teams, and he also coached that team in college, 682-1430. That's 682-1430. Ken Riley will be inducted finally into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Give us a call. Well, we have called in an expert here. We have got Dr. Michaeline with us. And Michaeline is going to weigh in on CTE for us. Well, this is in reference to uh, Coach Joe's comment about maybe OJ had CTE because uh, the question was whether his personality was changing, became more aggressive, more violent. Uh, CTE, many of you already know, is chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is a, a progressive brain disease that appears to be more common in people who suffered multiple head blows. And so the worry has been in American football, which is a sport in which the head receives a lot of, uh, of uh, trauma, uh, whether uh, that is, uh, those players are more prone to developing this brain disease. And, of course, Junior Seau is one of the most tragic examples of that as someone who was known to be a wonderfully generous and loving person, and then his personality changed, and he ended up with premature death due to suicide. The argument against O.J. having CTE is that he's lived so long. Um, however, we don't know. There's a, a lot of research now going on, and many football players have either have donated their brains or are, are signing up to donate their brains for research. So we'll, we'll know more about this as the years go by. Thank you, Dr. Michaeline. We've got a caller who's hungry and thirsty. Who is this? Yes, indeed. Gerald Johnson. Gerald Gerald. Johnson. Hey, man. Yes. It's been forever. How you been? Oh, good, good. <laughs> oh, Jiminy. I tell you. Where are you, where I heard you at tribute now? to Ken, and uh, I said, my goodness gracious, boy, the, whoa, the Bengals, let me get this in on the air. My You're exactly man. right. Oh, my goodness gracious, boy. It was so sad, but he was such a great man and such an inspiration in this community. And one thing that he did is he helped other people all the time. Yes, he did. Had a heart of gold. Oh, my God. Yes, indeed. Yes, it is. His whole family, his wife. And uh, it's just such a, a good thing to have him from Bartow. <laughs> he is Mr. Bartow. Oh, yes, no indeed. doubt about it. Well, Gerald, have you ever been out to the alehouse? Uh, it has been a while back. <laughs> it has been. Uh, not this year. All right. Well, if you'll hang on oh, the line, Tim, Tim will get your information. 
And okay. we will send that out to the alehouse tonight. You can go out there as early as tomorrow and you can tell them you were the winner on the ozone. Did I miss it? Gerald, you did answer the question, right? He did. He <laughs> said Bengals. Oh, he's yeah, somewhere Bengals. in there you said yeah. Bengals. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I finally got that out yesterday. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was I was over I was over in the back, you know. All right. <laughs> well, you getting my nap in. Great show and that guest that you had earlier. Oh my goodness, I was mesmerized by him on the radio. <laughs> he it was just oh my goodness, oh, I was gosh. compelled to listen. I uh, my food got cold. Gerald, hang on the line, and uh, Tim will get your information. Okay. Okay. Thank you, so Gerald. Much. Take good. Take care, buddy. It's good talking to you. Okay. You too. All right. Well, it was good to talk to Gerald Johnson again. I know. I hadn't heard from him in a long time. I know. What a great guy. That's so cool. Well, you know, see, that's one of the things where you know we throw something out and we don't know who it might appeal to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you know what? We were talking about the alehouse. Of course, they're located at 5650 South Florida Avenue, and they've got over 40 strategically located television sets. You can go out there and you can watch your favorite sporting event, and you can see it from anywhere in the restaurant. I mean, and they are so nice about you want to see, you know, the, I don't know, the cricket championships from wherever. <laughs> if, they, if it's on TV, they'll get it on there for you. And uh, they're just such wonderful people. Love going out there. Yeah, you know, it, it, we're getting closer to football season. And when it, whether it's on Saturday for college or Sunday for the NFL, that is a great place to, to have a good time, a great meal, and see some football action. Because you're going to see a lot of it because there's so many TVs and they're lined up so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been, you know, I, I – uh, I'm careful about which sports bars I go to. they gotta, they got to, you know, really understand – the, the viewer needs and uh, also serve great food and have nice people there. And the Ale House checks every box. They're awesome. Oh, they, they do. And they got a new general manager out there, Dylan Gartrell. And uh, you need to go out and meet Dylan. Uh, great guy. A lot of fun. Um, you know, he's got big shoes to fill because Jorge was awesome, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jorge, you know, uh, that that happens. Uh, these guys move around from time to time. But we really loved when Jorge was around. And he... I, I remember many a time I'd go in there and Jorge would actually uh, occasionally, uh, if it was an odd time, he'd open early because the game started er, started a little bit earlier than normal. I, he, he was really good. We wish him well on his on his new on his new uh, gig. And uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. The thing is, everybody uh, that that it, it's still the same spirit at the alehouse. A really bunch of great people. They take good care of you, and they're nice. They're nice to you. Great service. They're terrific. Well, they really are. And, uh, you know, what you just mentioned, that's the kind of service they have at the alehouse. You got there, your game started before they actually opened. Yeah. And he let you in. Oh, yeah. And they opened early. Yeah, because it was that's customer service. It really was, you know, because uh, occasionally I like those uh, international soccer games, and some of them start kind of <laughs> early, you know. Uh, um, now, now it's not something they necessarily can do every week because yeah, you know, they have yeah. staffers and and they uh, and such. But uh, they did on this occasion. It was a special occasion. They they open. They let me in before it opened so that I could be settled, and they made sure the game was on and ready to go. And uh, <laughs> and it, you get you get that kind of. Uh, a special treatment. They, they make you feel special at a place like that. And that's whether you're there at an odd time like I might be or in the middle of a packed house. They're, they're, they're going to make you feel special and they're going to take good care of you. No doubt about it. On this date in 1935, former AFL and NFL quarterback Jack Kemp was born. And you might remember Jack Kemp also became a representative uh, Republican 
representative from New York from 71 to 89. And in 89-93, he was a vice presidential candidate. And he passed away in 2022 or 2009, I'm sorry. But um, he was a great, great football player. He was a really great player and actually a well-liked uh, member of Congress. You know, you don't often say that yeah. <laughs> of somebody, but he was he was respected by, by everybody. It's not a political situation because both, both uh, Democrats and Republicans thought very highly of Jack Kemp. No doubt about it. This date in 1954, David Thompson, NC State Skywalker. Guard. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that guy was so awesome, man. I don't think he was a real great person. I think he's another guy that kind of wasted his life and— Got on drugs and stuff, but well, it definitely hurt his career. Uh, I think he attended some of those NBA Finals games uh, with the Nuggets, where because he played a lot of his career with the Nuggets, and he was in the arena. So uh, um, for some of that, oh, I don't good. know. I don't know he's what he's recovered. doing now, but yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely hurt his career, no doubt. I'll never forget that game when they played UCLA, nineteen seventy four. Former Gator and future Gator basketball coach Norm Sloan yeah. coached NC State to the national championship. In UCLA had won 39 straight playoff games, and uh, they were the odds-on favorite. You know, they had Walton, Keith Wilkes. They were an awesome team. But NC State had David Thompson, Tom Burleson, Monty Tao, and future Major League Baseball pitcher Tim Stoddard was on that team. So they had quite a team, and a lot of people think that was for the national championship, but it wasn't. That was the semifinal, and they had to beat Marquette. And the game actually against UCLA went into overtime, and they won 80-77 mm-hmm. in that overtime game. Yeah, Al McGuire's Marquette team. They had, yeah. Marquette was in it every year back then, uh, and they eventually did win the national title. His last game. Yeah, yeah, and then they were then they went into decline without him. But they did have a brief renaissance under with Dwayne Wade in there in the early two thousands. So that's, they, that's they made correct. another Final Four with him. And uh, in nineteen fifty six, Michael Spinks, an American boxer, was born. You might remember his brother Leon Spinks because he beat Ali more than you remember <laughs> Leon Spinks or Michael Spinks, who actually was uh, won the gold medal in the seventy six Olympics as a middleweight. And he was a light heavyweight champion of the world from 83 to 85 and got a piece of the heavyweight title by beating Larry Holmes, who was 48-0 and would have tied the record of Rocky Marciano, 49-0, until he lost to Michael Spinks. And, of course, the one everybody remembers is Mike Tyson knocking Michael Spinks out cold after 91 seconds. Yeah, yeah, that was... uh, uh... Back when Tyson was all but unbeatable back then. Oh, he was. But Spinks was a good fighter, and he made, he, he made, he made mincemeat of him. And I think he was really afraid of Tyson, which, <laughs> which how could you not be? Yeah, who wasn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You weren't in the right mind. You had CTE if you weren't afraid of Mike Tyson, that's for sure. No doubt about if you it. Did, if you weren't didn't have it, he'd have given it to you. <laughs> well, I tell you what, next week we're going to have another great show an awesome show so you want to listen in next week without a doubt Ronnie O and Coach Joe here on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF